Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the Everything 80s podcast, the top 10 TV theme songs of the 1980s. Hey there, what's happening? Welcome back to the Everything 80s Podcast. I'm Jamie. Thanks for coming on out today. The second you heard those first few notes of your favorite 80s TV theme song, it would light you up. The show itself was always great, but the theme song really set the mood for everything you enjoyed about it. Creating a good TV theme song can be as important as the casting of the characters or the setting that the show takes place in. The right theme song can encompass the essence of the show in a nice 60 second little package. In the 80s, TV theme songs were at their peak and served as mini-movies breaking down what the whole show was about. You could jump in at any episode but get a good refresher on the premise of the show just by the opening of the theme song. So this will be a look back at 10 of the best 80s TV theme songs that have now become iconic in this day and age. Before we start, though, make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. I should be there. And also, if you are a part of Patreon.com, I have a new movie review coming up in the next week or two for part of the Everything 80s Movie Club. So here's the hint. One little line from it. um, To not totally give it away. Here's the line. Your move, creep. If you know the movie, you probably know it right away. But that's just the little hint. And if you don't know what Patreon.com is, it's a way to support this show with like small monthly donations. But then there's different tiers and different rewards that come with those different tiers. So with the Boba Fett level, that gives you access to the Everything 80s Movie Club. And then there's different rewards at different levels. If you want to see more, you can just go to Patreon.com slash 80s. So P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 80s. Or wherever you're listening, there should be a link to take you there. Okay, let's get on with the show. So this will be a very music heavy episode and just disclaimer if you're listening on headphones uh, as much as the show will probably be mastered and audio levels sometimes the song intros like come out of nowhere so depending on how you're listening to it but what made 80s tv theme songs so great and there's always something very distinct about 80s music when you hear it you just know it Alan Thicke, who we're going to see a few times in this list, the great, the late great Canadian Alan Thicke was actually a big creator of some of these iconic songs. And he pointed out that back then theme songs were more important. They were a part of every show. I think that's almost a lost art. I really believe that what made 80s TV theme songs so great was that they had this very light and airy approach that matched the tone of so many great 80s sitcoms. So, I mean, you know, there are some... Um, serious moments and shows if you think of DJ passing out on Full House and some you know tough episodes of Different Strokes or the infamous I'm So Excited moment from Saved by the Bell most shows were not that intense 
The music also served as a quick snapshot of the musical landscape at the time. So pop music has always been big, but in the 80s, it was really driving what was popular on the radio. Songs made use of electronic drums, saxophones, and synthesizers. And an interesting fact here about the 80s, and this is identified by the University of California, is that a majority of pop music made use of a specific synthesizer sound. The sound in question comes from the Yamaha DX7 synthesizer. The preset called E-Piano 1 was featured in 61% of the number one hits on the pop country and R&B billboard charts. Here's a little sample and you'll know exactly what I mean. So if you like the 80s music and theme songs, you instantly recognize that tone, that style. And that was a very specific and popular preset used in all this music. Okay, so we're going to go into the top 10 here. I'm going to play this song first. You'll probably be able to guess what it is, and then we'll get to it. So here's some notable shout outs. And if you want to see the blog for this episode that has the clips of the opening scenes with the music, you can go to everything80spodcast.com slash 13 best 80s TV theme songs. But what's easier is just clicking on the link that'll take you right there wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And there's a few bonus episodes, including um, that don't make this cut today here, like say Silver Spoons, Miami Vice, a few things like that. Okay, let's start with our number 10 entry. Okay, so that's Who's the Boss, and the song is Brand New Life. It was written by the two people who actually created the series, Martin Cohen and Blake Hunter. The music was composed by Larry Carlton and Robert Kraft. Carlton played with acts like Steely Dan and Joni Mitchell. He also created the theme uh, song for Hill Street Blues. Kraft has done a ton of music work in movies like Adventures in Babysitting, The Muppets Christmas Carol, and co-produced Under the Sea for The Little Mermaid. So they used three versions of this theme song over the course of the series. The first was performed by Larry Weiss, who co-wrote Rhinestone Cowboy, and also Steve Warner, who's had a huge career in country music, and Jonathan Wolfe, who has also produced some other iconic TV theme songs, including Will and Grace, Married with Children, and best of all, Seinfeld. So Brand New Life had that really light and happy style. I think that was so synonymous with 1980s TV shows. Okay, number nine. Never get caught up 
Love was never brought up. It's not the thing to do. Oh, then came you. You made me leap without taking a look. Oh, it was you. Then came you. You ripped me right in like singer and hook. Never thought forever was the best I could do. So that's Webster, one of my all-time favorite shows, one of the best theme songs of the 80s called Then Came You. It's the perfect narrative song to describe the essence of what you're about to watch. Webster came out all the way back in September 1983, ran until 1987. The theme song was created by Steve Nelson and Madeline Sunshine, who is also a writer on the show. Nelson performed the song along with Gail Lopata, who also sang in My Cousin Vinny, if you remember that. Another one of the best uh, 80s TV theme songs that works, again, you know, I explained as that narrative for the show, meaning you could jump in at any episode and pretty much be up to speed with the plot. Okay, number eight. <laughs> flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Michael Knight, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, in the world of criminals who operate above the law. Okay, obvious one there. Another one of my favorites. These are all my favorites, honestly, but Knight Rider. And I would have had this higher on the list, but like theme songs, like say like Miami Vice as well, it's more of a cinematic TV theme song as opposed to an 80s sitcom theme, but it's still absolutely iconic and a huge part of the 80s. The tone and style of the show are perfectly captured in this theme song. So this theme was composed by Stu Phillips, who also did music for Battlestar Galactica, The Amazing Spider-Man Show, The Six Million Dollar Man, and also made some 50s classics such as Johnny Angel. So what's interesting with this is it's not entirely an original song. Phillips would use an 18th century piece of music from the ballet called Sylvia. The original piece was composed by Leo Delib and was called Cortege de Bacchus. And he took this piece as the basis for Knight Rider, the Knight Rider theme, but gave it an 80s twist with a more synthetic like a sound and um, tone to it. But here's a piece from that original um, orchestral score, and you can hear where Knight Rider comes from. So I personally found that very cool to hear this ancient piece of music that was created into this 80s classic. Okay, number, what are we on here? Number seven. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some.
Okay, that's, of course, the theme song for Different Strokes. Not just one of the best 80s TV theme songs, one of the best TV songs of all time. So simply entitled, It Takes Different Strokes. This song was composed by none other than the great Alan Thicke. You can, if you listen back, you can hear him singing in it. This song had a real catchy feel and a bit of that 70s influence too. It felt like it could have existed comfortably on regular radio, but worked as a great theme song on its own. It had multiple vocalists and the song had a really good upbeat energy with a straight like bass drum driving through it. Different strokes would branch off from, you know, straight ahead light sitcoms. As I mentioned, it was kind of the quintessential, very special episodes uh, that did not match the theme song at all. But the rest of the show generally matched it nicely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, number six. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Another epic song that is the A-Team. Again, you know, more in that vein of Miami Vice, Knight Rider, but just it, it just resonates with excitement for a show that to me was like equal parts adventure, but also comedy at the same time in the A-Team. So you've got, you know, the group of court-martialed outlaws, jailed for a crime they didn't commit, ran from 1983 to 1987. That theme song was composed by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter. Post also created themes for Hill Street Blues, Magnum P.I., and Law and & Order. So it's got sort of that similar theme running through it. <clears throat> the A-Team was one of the few shows featuring a full symphonic soundtrack that would be released on vinyl, actually, by RCA Records. It's considered one of the best TV theme songs in television history. And there's funny stories of Al Roker, of all people. He says he uses this to get pumped up in the morning. Um, it, it, it's crossed over into all sorts of other things. So just another iconic song there. Okay, number five. Hey, that's- 
So this is funny because Growing Pains is pretty much the only show whose theme song was not written by Alan Thicke, even though he starred in it. So this this is amazing as looking back. Do you remember this show running into the 90s? I didn't remember that at all. It actually went right into 1992, despite starting back in 1985. So our theme song here is a classic, As Long As We've Got Each Other, another family-centric throwback style of sitcom theme song. The song went through a lot of variations, if you remember. It was composed by John Bettis and Steve Dorff. And here are some of the different singers who performed it over the season. So season one was BJ Thomas, who sang Raindrops Keep Falling On My Head, along with the original version of Hooked On A Feeling. Season two was BJ Thomas and Jennifer Warnes. Warnes recorded the I've Had The Time Of My Life song from Dirty Dancing. Season three was Thomas and Warnes. Season four was Thomas and now Dusty Springfield. Season five was Back To Thomas and Warnes. Season six and part of seven were Joe Chimay, Jim Haas, John Joyce, and George Merrill in an acapella version. And part of season seven was Thomas and Warnes for one last time. Basically, there were nine different versions of this song throughout the series. So, I mean, they probably should have just let Alan Thicke record it in the first place and go with that. Okay, and then speaking of family-related sitcoms, here's number four. Absolutely sentimental classic. Not exactly super upbeat and energetic, but the the Family Ties theme song, Without Us, takes you right back to the days where you would be watching with your family on Sunday nights. To me, Without Us had this feeling of a throwback theme to sort of the early days of TV sitcoms. 
The focus on this, the show and the theme song was very family-centered, traditional, and heartwarming. The song was composed by Jeff Barry and Tom Scott. Barry made some classic pop recordings such as Do Wah Diddy, uh, Then He Kissed Me, Leader of the Pack, along with many others. So this probably explains why Without Us had such a throwback feel. Fun fact, Tom Scott was also a member of the Blues Brothers. Without Us was performed in the first season by Mindy Sterling and Dennis Tufano. You might not know who Mindy Sterling is, but you... Um, you do. She played Frau Farbissina in Austin Powers. So that's a mind-blowing one right there. In all the other seasons, the theme song was performed by Denise Williams and the great Johnny Mathis. Okay, we're in the top three. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. So So everywhere you look is the sound of the 80s personified. You know, the Full House theme, it's light, it's airy, it's kind of euphoric. And even though I think of Full House as really a 90s show, it did debut back in 1987. So that's close enough for me. The song was partially made by series creator Jeff Franklin along with Bennett Salve. It was performed by Jesse Frederick, who you could probably consider the voice of 80s TV theme songs. Among other shows, he created themes for Family Matters, Step by Step, Perfect Strangers. He's also the was the musical director on Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, and Laverne and Shirley. There were many variations of Everywhere You Look that were shortened just to the chorus, but season one through five used the longer version of the song. Okay, number two. You might not agree with me on this one, but see what you think. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. You're learning the facts of life. 
I apologize if that one is going to be stuck in your head all day. I think it was the most earwormy of all the songs. Another Alan Thicke creation. This one uh, from The Facts of Life was created by Gloria Loring, who appeared on her album, A Shot in the Dark. If you're wondering who Loring is, she's was Alan Thicke's wife. The Facts of Life was technically a spinoff of Different Strokes, but would end up being one of the longest-running sitcoms of the decade. The TV theme song is honestly the epitome of what a sitcom theme should be. It's upbeat, energetic, catchy, has that earworm thing, you know, gets stuck in your head. A good theme song needs to set the tone for the show you're about to see, and the facts of life perfectly captured the essence of the show. One song, one thing that made this song stand out is the amount of rhyming that's included in such a short time frame, and this helps lead to its energy and memorability. It's almost like a nursery rhyme, making it easy to remember. And, you know, it's one of the best, but here to me is the number one theme song of the 1980s. Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change Not only does the Perfect Strangers TV theme song capture that 80s sound, I always found it very uplifting and inspirational. Hearing Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now as a kid always kind of filled me with hope in some strange way. I think the general message of the show is about hope and possibility reflected through the character of Balky Bartokmus. He's trying to make his way in America, looking for a new life, new possibilities. Larry also has his own dreams of making it in a new city from moving from Wisconsin to Chicago. Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now perfectly captured all that. This was Jesse Frederick's first TV theme song he wrote, and it perfectly told the story of the two leads, Larry and Balky. It was performed by David Pomerantz, who did a lot of work with the Muppets and Barry Manilow. He even opened for Rod Stewart and Billy Joel. To me, it just doesn't get better than Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now, and that's why it's number one on my list whether you agree or not. So I'll finish it there. Again, these songs were amazing in a decade, you know, about real hope and possibility. And, you know, I I think that was used to reflect the air of the 80s that, you know, there was more hope, opportunity, possibilities. And, you know, besides being upbeat, they were really, again, that sort of love of the family-centric style theme. Um, you know, and they, they kind of some sort of blend together, but I think they sort of captured the essence of what they were going after. So, I mean, you might have some other ones in your top 10 and, or it might just be a different order, but hopefully you like this list. So I'll finish it there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcast. I should be there and I will be back soon with a new episode. Don't you dare miss it.